Hello, and welcome to another episode of Fat Catch. This is Nick Roby with our good friend, Mr. William Harper, here to talk with some more NFL. William, how are you doing? This yo, yo, I'm great talking football. Guess what, Nick? What? Football is back tonight. The tonight, Packers and the Bears play tonight. Tonight. Now, wait, is this a preseason game where the game doesn't count? or is This, this like- is a real-life football game tonight. Tonight, where the scoreboard counts. Okay. Here I'm we go. Pumped. I'm it's ready. going to be a very long day at work today. Very long. I have... I'll, I'll mention this again when we get to the NFC North. I have a lot of shares of Devontae Adams this year. As in, I have three fantasy leagues, and I have Devontae Adams in all three leagues. All three so years. I'm really hoping that he shows out this season. Especially tonight. It's going to be tough. They're playing the Bears. But, very hopeful. Where is it at Chicago? Yes. It's at Chicago. Um, and they're actually playing there. So usually... The Super Bowl winning team plays opening night on Thursday at home. Um, but since the NFL is celebrating their 100th year, um, they're doing the oldest rivalry. So that's why it's it's at Chicago, and it's the Packers against them. But don't worry, Patriots fans. Your team's Sunday night in that primetime game against Pittsburgh. So you're still getting your spotlight. You're going to have the night all to yourself. Um, I think Patriots fans will be okay. They're, yeah, they've they've they they win enough anyways. They, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Salty Panthers fan here. Oh three, still 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 mad about it. Come on, John Casey. All right. Um, are you ready to jump back into it? I'm ready. So if you're picking up with us, we went through the AFC in our previous episode. So we're gonna jump into the NFC. Do a little, do a little teams. Do a little fantasy mixture in there. And so I'm ready to go. Let's, let's talk about the NFC. All right, let's hop to it. We'll start off in the NFC East. Um, I want to start off with the Cowboys. So at the time of this recording, Ezekiel Elliott has not officially signed. There's been um, rumblings of what the contract's going to be. Um, we're expecting him, or at least I'm expecting him to sign um, and play this week. If not this week, definitely week two. Um, but he's been the story for the Cowboys this offseason. What are what are your kind of takes on Zeke and the situation? Well, so as a um, just a fan of sports, when you turn on ESPN or like say a show like First Take, usually there's some mention of the Cowboys to like stir up a story so they can talk about the Cowboys because either people love them or they hate them, and it's a lot of views. I believe the um, term for that is skipping for Skip Bayless. So when you're skipping, you just randomly find a way to segue in the Cowboys just for the sake of segueing in the Cowboys. It's him. Tim Tebow was the other one when he was playing NFL. Um, So, but actually this is like one of the biggest stories. So they actually do need to talk about it. Um, It is really interesting to see like what the Cowboys do with this. I, I, I agree. I think he gets paid um, because they need him or they, they want to have him on the team. And Jerry Jones doesn't want to miss this window of opportunity. But it ha- has also been proven that you having the rushing leader or having to pay a lot for a running back does not guarantee that you're going to win the Super Bowl or even play for the Super Bowl. 
So I think it'd be really interesting to see with him in that, but I think they do pay him, and that does, I do think that they end up winning. They have a strong chance of winning the division. Um, if, okay. If he can play like he knows how to, like he can play like himself, they have, they have a strong chance, I would say. Okay. And they have their defense is um, better than you would expect and you would think. Um, they actually have a, a pretty solid defense. They've locked up um, their linebacker there to a long-term deal. Um, they just locked up their left tackle to a long-term deal. They've got to pay uh, Zeke and Dak and Amari. I don't know where all this money is coming from. There is a salary cap in the NFL. Um, I don't know if they'll actually pay Amari or not. That's that's the one I'm thinking that they may let him go at the end of this season unless he proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that he needs to be on this team. Um, yeah. I, I think I think the, the thing in the NFL is you need you need the the strong QB. I think they're going to pay Dak because they need a QB. And plus, there's not always this like plethora of uh, franchise QBs out there. You know, they're serviceable guys, but then Zach, I think, has proven that he can he can start becoming that consistent guy. I mean, he's not always there, but you know, you would you need to pay him for him to be there and. As to you, I think you need to pay Zeke. Now, there's some character stuff, which kind of worries me a little bit if I'm like a Cowboys fan. But I think out of the two, I think Zeke needs to be the one who's paid. And you can find some receivers. You know, you can always find some good serviceable receivers. Um, so, anyway, that's my that's my two cents. So, I, they, have a, they have a shot. I'm, I'm not sure. I think the Eagles might still win the division. But I think it's between those two. And that's the way I was leaning to with the Eagles. They would be my pick to win the division. Um, so we can actually go there next. Okay. Uh, Carson Wentz uh, is coming back from injury. He hasn't finished either of the last two seasons. Um, and now the security blanket of Nick Foles is gone. He's in Jacksonville. Um, right. So they're really counting on Carson Wentz to have a full, healthy season, which we haven't seen him do yet. We haven't seen him play a full season, be healthy, and dynamic that entire time. Um, selfishly, I hope he does great. He's my quarterback on my fantasy team. Um, I hope he has an outstanding career um, that he balls out and he leads my team to a championship. Um, but really, I think he's got a chance for a monster year. Between Ertz and Alshon, and they got Deshaun Jackson, um, so arguably the best deep threat of, of the last 10 years, is back with the Eagles. Um, they got those guys, plus um, a guy I really like, the rookie Miles Sanders, who he may not be the starting running back during week one. I think towards the middle end of the season, he'll establish himself as that top back over Jordan Howard. Um, yeah. Just because he's more dynamic. Um, he was Saquon's backup at Penn State. Um, and he's, while he's not, he's not Saquon, um, because only Saquon is Saquon. He was molded, chiseled from stone, um, a perfect football player. But he's the same type of back. Um, 
they worked out together, they played together. So they're they're similar, just kind of by osmosis of being um, in the same backfield at Penn State and working together. Um, I think he's going to take over that backfield and be yet another weapon for Wentz to use. I like the Eagles to win the division. Um, I, I like them over the Cowboys. Um, I think they'll be the top two, like you said. Um, but I think the Eagles will beat them by a solid couple of games. Yeah. When it's all said and done. No, I, 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 the Eagles are definitely the favorite, and you can see why. And I think if, the, the, the thing with Wentz is that the talent is there, is that if can he stay healthy? And can he lead his team, you know, when they're in the playoff run? Because always, because right now it's like he was quarterback of a Super Bowl winning team, but he wasn't the quarterback during to win the Super Bowl, right? Super Bowl. And so I think the potential is there. And I agree. The opportunity is there. And I think he has the talents to do so. But you have to see it be put on paper. And Peterson's a great coach. I think he's really good. And I, I, I do think. I, I would say if I had to pick, I would say the Eagles are, are probably my team too. Um, I think a big portion for me in this is Ertz and Jackson. Like, like you said, I think Jackson will be a good pickup in fantasy if you have him just because he's always dynamic and just the deep ball threat of him is just worth having him on your team. And Ertz, I think, you know, listening that his numbers will probably go down a little bit just because he was targeted so many times that – tight ends aren't as much, but he's still such a dynamic player in the tight end position. So I think the Eagles right. have a strong shot this year. Um, one more player I want to mention for the Eagles. Um, if you play fantasy football and you haven't drafted yet, which I'm sure you probably have because the season starts today. Um, but a late round guy that I actually don't have any shares of, but I love – is a guy who's actually from down the street from where you live at now is J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. Um, he's a receiver in the same mold of Alshon, um, but he's younger and is a little more explosive. I think that he can be a target hog around the goal line. I think he's got a chance to put up some good touchdown numbers in his rookie year. Um, and long-term, I think that he has top 10 fantasy type receiver value maybe a couple of years down the road. Um, maybe take the route that Devontae did and kind of have your growing pains for your first couple of years and then and then blossom. Um, but I really like his talent, his opportunity, and his quarterback. Um, so that's a deep dive for you, for you fantasy people out there. There you go. I like it. All right. Um, anything else on the Eagles before we move on? No, I think, that, I think that's good. I feel good about the Eagles. All right, let's jump next to the Giants. Um, You can't talk Giants without talking Saquon. Uh, Saquon is a monster. I'll kind of let you talk about Saquon since you have a special connection with him. Yeah, he and I have been close for a very long time. Um, We've been really the best of friends and really have just been lifelong pen pals. And so so I had the number one overall pick in our league and which meant that I, you know, really you get, you get your choice and pretty much, you know, in fantasy, it comes down to usually the running backs or a wide receiver is your top choice. And so for me, it was pretty much between him and then Zeke is up there because of his talent and just from running back position. And then Deandre Hopkins, the Clemson guy. And 
but Saquon just really stands out to me. Just he's so dynamic in so many areas, and just as a rookie, how much he was already just a focal point of the offense. He can catch balls out of the backfield. He can stop and cut on dime. And I wouldn't even say they had the best offensive line, but you know he's making guys miss, and it's it's incredible. I'm excited to have him on my team. I think he's he's a fun guy to watch. They're not going to be a great team, but he'll be fun to watch. I hope that he, in his career, gets the opportunity to really be on some good teams and and that doesn't become like a Barry Sanders type where he's really dynamic. It doesn't get to play in a whole, whole lot of um, big games, you know, because of the team aspect. Right. I think I, I'm excited for Saquon. It's just I'm ready to go. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> yeah, the thing about Saquon is um, last year watching him play, it's like he would have runs where he would gain one yard and then lose a couple yards and then a three-yard run and then a zero-yard one run and then he'd break off a 55-yarder. So, like, that's kind of the season that Saquon had. Like, he, if you take away – this is going to sound like a stupid stat – but if you take away his big runs of over 20 yards, he was a below-average running back. Because most of his chunk, most of his, most of the reasons why he was a top fantasy running back is because of these monster plays where he would run for sixty-yard touchdowns, catch a screen pass, and run for seventy yards. Um, even against the Panthers last year, um, catch a touchdown pass from Odell Beckham Jr. So with Saquon and that offensive line, which is atrocious. I'll be interested to see what happens this year. I think there's going to be a lot of that. Okay, Saquon, you're in. You're at. You're in the second corner. You're like, well, Saquon hasn't done anything so far. And then all of a sudden, you look up at halftime, and he's got 101 yards on a 75-yard touchdown run. And you're like, okay, Saquon's good. I'm not. I don't know why I'm worried about him. Um, yeah, right. Saquon is a monster. Then there's gonna be a lot of talks to myself. Like I'll be mad at Saquon, and I'll be like, he'll be on the. Uh, seven-yard touchdown. Like, I'm sorry I didn't trust you, Saquon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apologize. Apologize now to Saquon. Um, but, yeah. But other other there are other players on the team. Um, I want to talk about Evan Ingram, uh, the tight end. So, whenever OJ – not OJ. OBJ, uh, Odell Beckham, went down uh, a couple years ago, Evan Ingram really stepped up in a big way as a rookie. Um, and – pretty much showed up as the number one receiver, even from the tight end position with Odell out. Now that Odell's in Cleveland, they signed Golden Tate, but he's suspended. Sterling Shepard is serviceable, but not a, a target, um, not, a, not a top target on the team. I feel like the opportunities there for Ingram to be the top receiving option for Eli or Daniel Jones, um, whichever one of them end up taking the quarterback position. So I'm really excited about Evan Ingram this year. Um, he is my tight end in our, in our fantasy league too. So also hoping there, there's my plug. There's why I'm excited. Uh, but yeah, I am excited about Evan Ingram. Anybody else on the Giants you want to hit on before we move on to the Redskins? Um, I mean, other than I'm, I'm excited for big decks, extra points on the defensive line. Um, now that he's allowed to play, after all this crazy Austrian, don't know where that's. I'm excited to see him play. I mean, he's been. If, if you were going to design a defensive tackle, 
like what his body equipments would look like. I think it's Dr. Lawrence. I have to call him the babyface assassin. That's what I fondly call him. Because he looks like he's still 15, but is like 330 pounds. Um, so that, that'll be fun to watch watch him. And then I'm just interested to see the whole Daniel Jones, Eli Manning thing. Because he really looks like a younger mold of a Manning. Um, he does. But he, he, he played, I feel like, decently well in the preseason. So Yeah, he, he outplayed Eli in yeah. the preseason. For sure. Um, going back to Dexter Lawrence, I thought of a comp of an NFL player that he reminds me of. Yeah. Chris Jenkins. You remember Chris Jenkins? Yeah. Um, that's who he reminds me of. Just someone who takes up a ton of space in the middle, puts pressure on the quarterback when needed, stops the run. Um, just a just a tank in the middle of that line. Um, yeah. That's my that's my Clemson take for the day. <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on to the Redskins. Um, we mentioned in the last podcast. There's an uh team in pretty much every division. That's kind of the way I feel about the the Redskins this year. I'm not excited at all about anything the Redskins have to offer this year. Um, I don't know how Dwayne Haskins is gonna is gonna play out. He had a great year at Ohio State last year, but it was just that one year. Um, and spoiler, he's not even the starting quarterback in Washington. They announced it's going to be uh, Case Keenum, which is very uninspiring. Um, I don't really have any, from a fantasy standpoint, I'm not touching anyone on this roster. Do you have any any thoughts on anyone for the Redskins this year? Um. Okay. This is might be is is guys hurt again? I think he is right. Um, in the preseason, well, in training camp, well, throughout the off season, in the training camp, he was having some setbacks with his recovery. Right. Um, but from the way it sounds, he's actually going to play and play a pretty good bit. Okay. That's kind of what the plan is going into the season is for him to be the starting running back and actually get a bulk of the carries over Adrian Peterson and company. So I don't know how it's going to actually play out, but that's kind of what the plan is now. Yeah, he's always been intriguing to me. He's just he's very injury-prone you know, in his very young career. And so he was the one that I was like, you know, mildly interested in. But I think you're right. The Redskins just don't have a whole lot of um, – Pieces right now that that come to mind that really stand out, especially from a fantasy perspective. But they're definitely fourth in this division. So uh, that that's yeah. all I had for the Redskins, which is just the guy's question. Right, for sure. All right, let's move on to the NFC North, and let's start off with the Bears. Yeah, um, the Bears. So the Bears, they're back. Believe it or not. Um, Last year, their defense was the top defense. Mm-hmm. Um, the trade for Khalil Mack. Uh, and then they have a, a ton of other good players on the defense, too. At every level, um, they're, they're dynamic. They're awesome. Uh, the person I want to talk about the most for the Bears, though, is David Montgomery. Um, if you're familiar with fantasy football, then you probably know the name David Montgomery. He's a rookie. He's a running back. Um, and he might not even take the first snap 
of their first game tonight. Um, but he's going to be a monster. So uh, Nagy, the coach, um, has been looking for his version of a Kareem Hunt type back. They tried to have it last year with Jordan Howard, and it just didn't work. He cannot catch the ball. And David Montgomery is built from the same mold that Kareem Hunt was built from out of college. Um, Tariq Cohen's still going to get some play, uh, probably even at slot receiver. I wouldn't be surprised to see him line up maybe even as much as half of a, half of his snaps in slot receiver. Um, but I think David Montgomery is going to have a monster season. Yeah, I think the opportunity is there. And they're definitely a run-first offense. Um, so the opportunity for a running back. You know, they've just shown that running backs really uh, show out well for them. Um, I think for me, what's interesting with the Bears is can they make that progression in the next year? Can Mitchell, Trubisky, um, I still try to call him Mitch, um, <laughs> can he, you know, can he take that next step? Because I feel like they were strong last year, but then they also – had some setbacks in the, in the year two as well. And so can he continue to make that progression and make the throws necessary? But I think Montgomery, you're right. He is the, I feel like he is the guy to watch on that team. Right. From a fantasy standpoint. And the thing too, with the bears, they have expectations this year. Mm-hmm. They, well, I mean, people expect them to be pretty good last year. I don't know how many people pick them to actually win the division over I would say probably the Vikings were the favorite last year going in. And then the Packers and the Bears were kind of there on the 2-3 mix. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see how they deal with the pressure and knowing that they're probably the favorites in that division um, to win it again and coming back as the champs. Um, one last thing on the Bears before we move on to the Packers is this is my question. Will the Bears have more than one kicker kick a field goal this year? So that's over under one and a half. Are you taking the over or the under? How many kickers they have kick a field? How many kickers they have attempt a field goal this year? Okay. Was it Robbie Gould is there Well, it's Eddie Pinheiro is the kicker right now. Uh Eddie. Okay. I'm gonna go I'm going to go over and say that they have two. Okay, I almost put the line at two and a half. Because <laughs> I think for sure it's over. Because um, I'm, I'm, I'm not inspired by Eddie Pinheiro at all. And I don't know if the Bears fans will be either. Especially if he comes out and clanks his first one tonight. Um, which there's a, a, a chance that could happen. Um, yeah, so we'll see what happens with the Bears and their ever-evolving kicking game. All right, let's move on to the Packers. I mentioned earlier um, my love for Devontae Adams this season. Yeah. Um, I have I have him everywhere, literally everywhere, all three leagues. Um, I think he's going to be the top receiver in football this year. I think all the makings are there for him to lead in the triple crown, have um, receptions, touchdowns, and yards. I think he's got a chance to do all three and lead the NFL. In all three, um, he's a route master. Um, I don't know if you saw the video of Chad Ochocinco Johnson actually crying I, I, watching the routes that um, Devontae Adams had sent him that he ran in practice. Did you see that video? 
Oh, I did. The, it, it was it was it was crazy because I thought I wasn't sure if it was real at first. You know, because like okay, is he, <laughs> right? Is he really crying? I was like, no, he really was. My he question was legit crying watching him run rounds. His, That's he, beautiful. It it was. I mean, and for for Chad Johnson, I just think. That's, I think that's a big deal, especially from him. The question right, that's, for the that's video praise. is why was his face in the bottom like right corner? You know, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a very good camera angle. It was just it was immediate reaction. He was so moved that he just had to record it any way he could. So <laughs> anyway, that was just a side sidebar question. I think you're right, Devontae Adams. It, it, the makings are there. Um, I would love to see Aaron Rodgers have another full. Aaron Rodgers year. I feel like we've had it. We haven't had it in a couple years. And so I, I just, I think football NFL is good when guys like Aaron Rodgers are playing like they can, because when he is making run throws on the run, like he can, and just making some of the throws he can, it, it's, it's pretty fun to watch. I think the thing with them too is didn't the, is the Packers also lost. Uh, I want to say St. Brown, they lost him to injury. So the only hesitation I have with the Packers, with Adams, is do they have other other aspects around him um, so where he can also make some plays? You know, I am, I am glad you asked the question. Um, so St. Brown was probably their fourth receiver. Okay. Maybe fifth. Um, Marquez, Valdez, Scantling, and Geronimo Allison are going to be their number two and number three receivers. Right. Um, and both of them, so Allison's played outside every year up until this year, but he's actually moving into the slot. Um, and MVS is going to play receiver opposite of Devontae. So I'm sure Devontae is going to see a lot of double coverage. And those other two guys are going to have probably some big games at the expense of Devontae. Um but even Rogers said in the offseason he wants to throw the ball to Devontae more because he trusts him that much and he can get open that much. Um, so I think having those other guys will actually help Devontae because they won't be able to focus on him the entire game. Yeah. And I think, too, they had the least amount of rushes in the NFL last year. Um, Aaron Jones is a great back. They just have to trust him. Mike McCarthy just did not want to run the ball for some reason. Um, so I think having him back there, he's going to have some running room, um, yeah. which will help which will help everybody else in, in, in turn. Um, so I'm actually excited about the Packers this year. I, I, I think they're going to win that division. Um, okay. I think they're going to win tonight in Chicago. I'm hoping that my boy Devontae goes off for 120 and two touchdowns. Um, I would not be surprised if, he has his worst game of the season, though. <laughs> With my luck, he's pulling in four catches for 43 yards a night. Watch it. Yeah. Look it. It's going to be one or the other. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about the Packers this year to see what they can do. And most importantly, Aaron Rodgers has his power stash. Um, very... I don't know if you've seen it or not, but it's like you, you Mario can't... Luigi level. So I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I think, I think it's going to be good. All right, anything else from you on the Packers? I think I spewed enough Packers love for the both of us for tonight. No, I, I, think, I think it's good. I think we keep moving on to the division. Who do you want next, the Lions or the Vikings? Um, we'll save the Lions for last. 
because they're the uh, team of the division. So we'll go to the Vikings next. Um, I'll let you take the lead on the Vikings and say your piece, and then I'll I'll say whatever you don't. Okay. Uh, the Vikings, for me, the two pieces that stand out from a fancy aspect are Dalvin Cook and Stephon Diggs. You know, those, those are the two big pieces. And I took Dalvin Cook, even if he's a Florida State guy. Um, but I think he, I think he has an opportunity for a really monster year. He is quick, but also big too. and can hit the hole really strong. I'm excited for him. And I felt good about taking him. He was my second pick this year. And my, really my, he's my second running back, but I feel like he's a, he's me a great, from a fantasy perspective, a great number two for me and can kind of consistently get the ball. Um, Diggs, I really considered, but he's not as consistent maybe as I would want as like a number one receiver on a wide, uh, so that was just my thought process is that I would I would want him as like my number two or maybe like mm-hmm. a, you know but that, I could definitely be my number two but the way the our draft worked out specifically I couldn't it didn't work out for me to take him that way right but those pieces I think I think they're both gonna have a big year and it's gonna be fun to watch those guys for sure um, and I think another two there will be Adam Thielen. Um, right, which I did obviously, which I did take the one. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so he for the first half of last season, I think he had a hundred yards pretty much every game, which was ridiculous. Um, and then the the offensive scheme changed, and they wanted to run the ball more towards the end of the season. Um, but I think that Thielen and Diggs are probably the best one-two combination at receiver in the NFL. Um, just because they're both great receivers. They can both run routes. They can both go deep, play underneath. Although you would think more of Diggs as more of the field stretcher and Thielen as more of the underneath kind of guy. Um, they really could do either one. Um, and then Kirk Cousins, who really doesn't get any love, I would say. <laughs> He's kind of an under-the-radar guy. Um, but if you expect... Thielen and Diggs to do so much, someone's got to throw them the ball. Um, so I think that Kirk Cousins, while you won't rejoice from the heavens that you drafted Kirk Cousins in your fantasy league, he'll be a pretty good pick for you. Like he's he's going to do some good things because that offense is is built to do good things with receiver and catch the ball. So the quarterback by default has to do pretty good too. Yeah. I think I think the opportunity is there. There, there. It's there. It doesn't mean a close division too. I would say. Like yes. Some strong pieces. I think all all three of those teams could be there together. I think that the Packers will eventually separate themselves, with the Bears taking a step back and the Vikings kind of being stuck in neutral. Um, but yeah, I could easily see it though working out where all three of these teams are right around that ten eleven win mark. Um, fighting it out for a playoff spot to represent the North. But the team that I don't see making it there would be the Lions. Um, I think that the Lions will be your favorite team in a couple of years because they're going to draft they're going to draft Trevor Lawrence in a couple of years. Oh, you're you're saying the Lions are going to draft Trevor Lawrence. I I do. I think that um, they will be the home of Trevor Trevor Lawrence in a couple of years. Yeah. Um, I, 
there's a potential there. I, I don't know if I can picture him those colors. Yeah, but there's a, there's a potential. <laughs> there. Um, but with the Lions, I want to talk about one player, um, and that's on Johnson. Uh, I have him as my top running back in our fantasy league. Um, I really like Carrion. I think he has a ton of uh, skills. Um, last year when he got a chance to be the lead dog until he got hurt, uh, he put up great numbers. Um, what scares me, though, is his offense. I'm scared of, like, overall, the line's going to be horrible, and Matt Stafford's not going to be that great and they're going to load the box on him, and he's not going to be as good as I'm hoping he's going to be. Um, but I do really, really like Kerryon Johnson. I also like Marvin Jones, too. I had him a couple of years ago whenever he was – I called him uh, Touchdown Jones because he had a ton of touchdowns. Um, last year he took a step back. He was hurt, and Galladay kind of stepped up. But, yeah, I'm not – I don't think anyone's excited about the Lions – like, not even the Lions fans. Um, but I do really love carry on. <laughs> like, a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like, probably too much. No, it, it, it's all good. And I also picked up Matt Prater as my backup kicker. So, there you go. That's yes, fun. and for those of you that are doing a fantasy league that's not Dynasty, we would not recommend rostering a backup kicker. But in the Dynasty league, the bench is so big and the waiver wire is so small with actual competent players that actually have two kickers as well. I have um, Ryan Suckup, former Gamecock, and Joey Sly, hashtag swole, who will be replacing Graham Gano as the Panthers kicker this year. Fun fact for you. Fun fact for you. I like it. That's fun. All right, um, we can transition then with that over to the NFC South, and we can talk about the Panthers first. Um, so the Panthers are, I think you said it, that if you had to pick an NFL team, they'd be your team. Um, they're my team as well. Um, I, I love the Panthers. Uh, I have ever since I was a kid. Um, and when it comes to drafting them in fantasy, I tend to um, pick them a lot. <laughs> Case in, case in point, um, I also have three shares of Curtis Samuel. So I have Curtis Samuel and Devontae Adams in all three of my leagues. Um, I'm really excited about Curtis Samuel this year. He was all the buzz coming out of Spartanburg in training camp is how no one could cover Curtis Samuel. He was too fast for uh, Dante Jackson, and he was – Oh, excuse me, he was too big for Dante Jackson to be able to handle and too fast for James Bradbury. Um, yeah. And Bradbury and Jackson are both receiver. I mean, both corners that, I mean, they're good corners. Um, and neither one of them could hold him down. So I'm really excited about Samuel this year. Um, Cam hurt his ankle in the preseason game, which right. is not ideal. Um, but it sounded like he's going to be ready to play week one. It seems like Cam plays hurt all the time. Unless he actually needs surgery, he's going to play. Um, so I'm not too worried about Cam. Uh, DJ Moore is going to be good. I don't want to spend a ton of, a ton of time on him. Um, but Christian McCaffrey is a guy who last year really broke out um, as a top fantasy option. 
And um, as a Panthers fan, like he's the player I wanted them to get the ball to the most because he was the most electric with the ball in his hands. He can make stuff happen. Um, he's not the he's um how how can I word it? He won't break his tackles, um, but he's super shifty, super reliable, and um, I really like Christian McCaffrey a lot. No. You get any any thoughts on the Panthers this year? No, McCaffrey was McCaffrey was another one that I was really. I mean, if, if I could have him on my team, I would love to have McCaffrey on the team. It's because he's so dynamic, like you're saying with the football, and that he can run so well, but also that he's such a he's such a threat from the backfield catching the ball. Um, right. DJ, DJ Moore is be a fun one to watch. I think he could be a big um, target for Cam this year, but I think. I think the, the signs are there that if Cam can stay healthy, I mean, that's always the if is can your quarterback stay healthy. Um, there's an opportunity for them for the division, you know, and the opportunity for is sure. definitely and to build on what they had last year, you know, can these corners like can the secondary stay up well with some of the guys they have to face, you know, with the Saints offense, when you got the Julio Jones, with the Falcons and some of the other guys they'll have to face. So I think the Panthers, they've got a fun year coming up. So um, it'll, be, it'll be fun to watch them. Yeah, for sure. Um, as much as I love them, I don't see them winning the division. Um, I think the Saints are going to win the division, and that's kind of where I want to go next. Yeah. Um, the Saints have been the best team in the division for the last several years. Um, and – Probably my favorite player. I have him in one of my leagues. I drafted him in the, as a, in a keep in like the tenth round a couple of years ago, so I get to keep him really late. I got him in the seventh round this year, so that allowed me to take Devontae in the first and then um, keep Kamara and get him in like the seventh. Um, but I think that he is the top player in fantasy football this year. Even over Saquon and Zeke, because Mark Tom, Ingram. Tom, come Tom, again? That's the Saquon. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but um, with Mark Ingram gone, um, and then they sound Latavius Murray, but Murray's not going to take all the carries Ingram did because Ingram's better. So I think there's a chunk of those carries that are going to stick with Kamara. They trust him more. It's his third year there. Um, so I think he's going to get a lot of play and get enough play to be the top running back in fantasy. Yeah. No, the, the opportunity is definitely there for him. And Kamara, yeah, can he really become the, the full feature back that people think he can be, you know, because Ingram being the full-time all three down back guy. So I think that's a bold prediction, but it's not really that bold for him in fantasy. <laughs> The opportunity is definitely there for him, and so the Saints are going to be it's strong. It's a bold, it's a bold-ish prediction, right? <laughs> yeah, and then also too there, you got to talk about Michael Thomas too, who's probably the most consistent receiver. Like he catches everything, um, so I think that he's a solid, solid receiver too. A great, a great first option at receiver. Um, if you pick a running back in the first, and then. You get him coming back around in the second. Uh, um, I think your team's in, in great shape. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And I agree. Sadly, I can get a few more years out of him. Um, but Saints, oh, yeah. Saints should be very strong this year. Uh, but I'm ready. You want to talk about the Falcons? Yeah, we'll talk about the Falcons next. Yeah. Um, I think with the Falcons, you got to start with Julio. Right. Um, who's is he thirty now? I think he is thirty. Um, oh, that's crazy to think about. Yeah, it's crazy to think about. Um, but yeah, Julio has well, Antonio Brown's been the best receiver in football over the last decade. I would probably put Julio number two, if yeah. not number two, like he's up there at the very top, top two or three. Um, he just catches so many balls. Touchdowns have never been his big thing, um, but he catches so much. And I think with the Falcons overall, I've seen, seen a lot of people I think they're, they're going to contend this year. I don't contend again this year. I think they'll be more of a five team than a 10 win team. They'll be kind of around that, that seven to, to nine win range. That's kind of how I'm seeing this. this. Is how I'm seeing the Falcons go this year. Yeah. Now I I agree, and I think uh, if, from a fantasy perspective, if Hulu can get some some balls in the end zone, that's gonna be really big for him. And then you got guys also like um, Calvin Ridley, which I think Ridley um, has, a, I think, can be a big pickup too. He's so quick when you got you're trying to double team Julio, and Ridley can gash you over the middle for a large game. And because you got a guy like Matt, Matt Ryan, who's been a very consistent quarterback um, for the most part, all things considered. I mean, I wouldn't say he's like one of the top tiers, but he's been a strong quarterback for his whole career. He probably had more of a down year last year. You know, after the whole, they, they haven't really been the same offense since the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. But I, I think you're right. I think having them in that seven to nine win range, uh, it feels feels about right. And I think with them getting some pieces back on defense, they'll be a strong. They'll make them stronger. But uh, I, I would have the Panthers over them in the division when all things said and done. And that's and that's kind of what I have. I have Panthers right around, like depending on how things shake out. I think they could potentially win up to like thirteen if everything goes like ideal. Um, but yeah, more along the lines of. Um, in the division, Bucks. Yeah, uh, Bruce is now their head coach, which is pretty exciting for players, James Winston and Chris Godwin. And so, um. I think that they'll throw in the ball a ton. Bruce Arians loves to throw the ball. That's his favorite thing to do. Right. Um, so I think they're going to have a great chance to do a lot of damage in fantasy. I think that their team's not going to be great, and I think that um, they're going to lose a pretty good bit. But fantasy-wise, all of those guys are going to be pretty good. Yeah. There's some nice little individual pieces. You know, Mike Evans, I think, is going to be a good player. 
yeah, the Bucks are definitely the fourth in this division. Like we said, most of these divisions have somebody who's the bottom, and that's going to be the Bucks. And so I don't have a whole lot on them either. Um, but I think Evans is probably probably the go-to guy for them. And so he's, he's, worth, he's worth a look for sure. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. All right, you ready to move on to the NFC West? Let's do it. Last but Our final, final division. Please. All right. Let's start with the Rams. Um, Gurley is where you have to start with the Rams. Uh, Well, last year, they made it to the Super Bowl. Um, They looked great throughout the season, the playoffs. Got to the Super Bowl, and the Patriots um, dismantled them. Goff looked below average. Only the second time he looked that way all season. The, The Bears did it to him, too. Um, but yeah, he put up an awful game, but with the Rams, you got to start with Gurley and the attention that his knee has brought up. Um, I don't know what to do going like if you would have asked me last November who the number one pick this year would have been, I would have said it's Todd Gurley. Like there's no doubt in my mind. Um, but because of this knee issue, he's sliding into the second round in a lot of drafts. Right, um, I don't have him anywhere, um, but I think that he'll he'll play, and um, when he does play, he's not going to play as many snaps as he did last year, but he's still going to be super super dynamic in fantasy. Like you're not going to regret taking Todd Gurley unless he actually gets hurt. Yeah, I agree. I think he's still. It could be a little bit just overreaction to his lack of use, you know, down the stretch in the playoffs. And I think he was, you know, he was more hurt than it was being let on for sure. But from a fantasy perspective, I think he's still going to have a great year. He might not have his same Todd Gurley year, but for a running back, he's going to have a good year, I would say. For sure. Um, and then they got the three receivers, uh, Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, Cooper Cup. Um, all three of those guys – have a chance to have really good seasons. It's kind of like Robert Woods is the steady guy, like the guy who's going to catch eight balls a game, get 85 yards a game. Um, Brandon Cooks is the guy who's going to not have as many catches, but he's going to be the deep ball threat. So he's going to be the guy that has like five catches for 100 yards. Um, And then Cooper Cup is the touchdown guy. So he'll probably have maybe the least amount of yards out of all three of them. But he'll be the one who hauls in the red zone looks. Um, so it's kind of like each guy has their own specific skill set, um, which I think plays well into fantasy. So if you need a guy with touchdown potential, you'll lean more towards Cooper Cup. If you've got a receiver who um, is pretty volatile, like they score a lot of points, and then they'll have weeks where they don't do anything, then you might like Robert Woods because he's he's more steady. Um so I really like all all three of these receivers. I think they all have a chance to be top 30 type receivers in fantasy, which is kind of unheard of to have three receivers on one team all be within the top like that. But I think that's pretty cool. Um, and I like Jared Goff, too, as the quarterback. Like, if you like the receivers, same same as Case Keenan, oh, excuse me, same as Kirk Cousins. If you like the receivers, you got to like the guy throwing the ball, too. Right. That's kind of how... That was my thought process in our dynasty. I mean, just to talk about, that was my thought process in taking golf. It was like, well, I like all these receivers, 
And Goff's a good quarterback, so let's get the guy who has to throw them the ball. You know, he's going to have the ball a lot. So, sure. yeah, I, I agree. I think they're going to be a dynamic offense again. They were just a fun team for me to watch. I think it was just like I enjoyed watching them and the Chiefs last year. You know, they're just fun offenses to watch and watch how, you know, Sean McVay would cook up that offense and, and see just kind of how they were all rolled together. And, you know, can Gurley stay healthy is a big question, but from fantasy-wise. And I also have uh, their tight end. That's not sorry for messing with the Chargers. Um, just kidding. That was Hunter Henry. Yeah, that was Henry. Yeah. Henry. I have Henry. Um, no, just saying those are the three receivers. And I, you just you feel good about all of them. So, For sure. Yeah. So right. I, I think division. Yeah. Yeah, and their defense, too, with Aaron Donald. They're going to be a, a top defense. Um, I think the Rams come out of the division again. I think they win um, upwards of around 12 to 13 games. I don't think they have it in them to go 14 or 15. Um, I think they'll lose some. I think the Seahawks will sneak up and snipe them once. Um, and then they're also playing all the division winners from last year. So they're playing the Saints. They're playing the Bears. Um so they got some tough games on the schedule this year. All right, let's move on to the Seahawks next. Um, I like the Seahawks a lot, actually. <laughs> I know it's kind of not fun to like the Seahawks, especially with the way their offense is now and how they, they run the ball so much. Um, but I like their defense. I like the Clowney trade and the pressure he can bring. Um, I like Chris Carson and Rashad Penny running the ball. I think that they both have the skills to run and catch uh, that they need to be able to open it up for Russell Wilson to, to have his scrambles, which he didn't do much of last year, actually. Um, and then also to hit deep balls to Tyler Lockett and, and DK Metcalf and guys like that. So I actually, I actually like the Seahawks a lot. I see them in the um, wild card race again this season. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on the Seahawks? No, I think the Seahawks uh, have, you know, they'll, I think they'll, again, they're, they'll be in the race, and Wilson will be the feature back with that. I mean, Metcalf definitely won the, having the most jacked body um, in, at the combine, or most likely to have his for shirt sure. off. For sure. For sure. I think sure. he relative on the team, but most likely to have his shirt off. Um, but it'll be fun to see if he if that will train. I mean, if he his athletic ability will, will translate. Um, but Wilson again is going to have another good consistent year with them. It's crazy to think how much of a career he's gotten from a guy, even like a Drew Drew Brees type, of just not being as tall, and how dynamic he's been and as consistent as he's been for so long with having. Right. With having to be the offense and bail out the offense so many times, it's, it's pretty crazy to think about. But, yeah, I definitely see them as the number two team in this division. I'm not sure if they actually make the playoffs, but I would say the Seahawks, are, I would probably say they're my number two team right now. For sure. For sure. All right, let's head on down to San Fran and talk about the Niners. Yeah. Um, with the Niners, I'm not exactly sure what to think. So. Jarek McKinnon was placed on IR, and they signed him last year as to be their, their top guy. He got hurt last year and had complications again this year, um, and he's not playing last year or this year for them. 
So that's opened the door for Tevin Coleman and Matt Breida at running back. Um, you got Jimmy Garoppolo, who a couple of years ago, when he came in from the trade, looked great. Last year, Texas ACL, like week two. Um, and then at receiver, you have Dante Pettis, Marquise Goodwin. And then they brought in guys like Debo Samuel, my boy from South Carolina, and Jalen Hurd. So when I'm looking at the 49ers, I see this huge spread of all these different offensive players and places to get the ball, but none really stand out more than the other. Um, So from a fantasy aspect, I like the running backs. They'll both be able to do good things for you. The receivers, it's one of those things I have to wait and see, like how it actually kind of plays out when the game starts. But overall, I think the Niners – I don't know if they'll struggle. I think they'll win like in the six, six to eight game range. Um, not, not really in playoff contention, um, but good building blocks for the future. That's kind of how I see them. For sure. And I think Debo Samuel is going to be a big piece for them. And I think his dynamic ability of both being quick, but also strong and, receiving ability and just the ability for him to make some big plays, I think will be good for them. I think Jimmy will have a bounce back here. But yeah, I think you're right. They're gonna just be in that kind of teeter of where they're not where they win some games, but they also don't like super stand out as a team either. They're just kind of they're, they're building for the future for sure. But I like what they're doing out there. Um okay. Well all right and that brings us full circle. On our first pod we ever did, we talked about if Kyler should go pro in baseball or football. And here we are. Here we are. Arizona Cardinals. Number one overall pick, Kyler Murray, as the quarterback. Um, what are your thoughts on Kyler and the Cardinals? Kyler and the Cardinals. Uh, uh, I, think, I think Kyler overall. So, he's been given the keys as you said before, as you coined the phrase, case the kingdom. Um, and so I think he will have a good year. I mean, he'll definitely have some uh, rookie moments for sure. I don't think he's going to pull like a Pat Mahomes. Well, granted, he I guess he sat for a year. But I think he'll have some good moments, and then there'll be some moments where he'll be like, what, what is he doing? But from a dynasty perspective, I think he's going to be – I think he's going to be a good quarterback. He's got all the tools that are there. And – the offense looks like it's it's going to be fit into his ability, you know, running the air raid, but having a lot of just open spread lands for him to go, um, and even just even just things like having like a Larry Fitzgerald um, as a safety blanket and just a guy to learn from and just be having that consistency, I think will be good. And also just having that older person in the locker room. Who's like it's still? I would say it's Kyler's team, but it's becoming his team. But Larry Fitzgerald commands such a presence. I think that will really help take some pressure off of Kyler as oh, well. Oh yeah, for sure. And then for sure. And then David Johnson is the other. You know, he's the next piece because he's you know was one of the top fantasy running backs a couple years ago, but he's right. been hurt the past couple years, and so. Uh, the opportunity, you know, is there for him as well. And if he can be himself and give them time, I think their offense is going to be fun to watch this year. 
I think so too. And their defense is is awful. So they're going to be behind a lot. So they're going to be opening it up with with these passing plays and quarterback runs and halfback screens to Johnson. So we're going to see this offense on the field a lot, um, playing catch up, trying to score. So I think from a fantasy standpoint, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch them. Um, if you're a Cardinals fan, maybe not a lot of fun to watch them, like the actual uh, result of some of these games. I don't think they're going to do too great. Um, but kind of like with the Niners, they're they're building for the future. And you can see um, the steps they're taking. And I like it. I like there was I like some of the receivers, like Christian Kirk. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see where the Cardinals go in the future. Just this year's, it's not going to be their year. Um, we both had the Chiefs coming out of the AFC. Who do you like in the NFC? That's what I'm looking at. Okay, so for the NFC, let's break down division. I've got the Eagles. Then I, I would say if I had to pick a team in the North, I would say the Vikings, maybe one, Packers, two. Um, I'm not sure if the Bears, I think that there's pieces there, but I'm not sure even if they made the playoffs, how I feel about them. Mm-hmm. Saints winning the South and then the Rams. So I think it's going to be the Saints and Rams. And the Tiger game again. And I'm going to pick the Saints this time. Okay. Just, I think there might be a little bit of a letdown with the Rams, but I think the Saints have all the pieces uh, together. And if they're playing in a New Orleans again, um, then I think that they're going to be a really big force. So I'm, I'm going to go with the Saints this year. Okay. Um,. Uh, this is where we're going to differ. I'm actually going with the Eagles and the Packers. Okay. As the as the two teams in the NFC in the championship. And I like the Eagles going to the Super Bowl this year. You do? I think having an Eagles-Chiefs Super Bowl would be a lot of fun. You'd have Andy Reid um, versus Doug Peterson so versus protege. And kind of see Andy Reid still chasing that, that elusive title. Um, and Peterson trying to, to win his second. I think that would be a lot of fun to watch in the Super Bowl. I like it. I like it. That, that sounds fun. Well, well, this has been fun. Thanks for, for being on this again. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. So there we go. So we've got, uh, one of us has got uh, Chiefs and Saints, and the one has Chiefs and Eagles. So I think either way, that would be a really fun Super Bowl. Um, there you have it. So there is all of our picks, and there are all of our just just thoughts on different teams and stuff. So um, thanks for being on. Remember to uh, subscribe, like the podcast, share with friends. Um, let us know if we missed any players that you would want us to talk about, or any big notes from the game tonight and stuff that we are talking about. So, well. Thank you so much, and uh, we appreciate you listening. So, But for now, we're signing off.